Hi, my name is Akeem, and welcome to Lost Movie Madness. Um, this is a new uh, thing that I'm doing. I'm starting with uh, video, and hopefully soon I'll be able to add picture in picture. I'm working on that right now. But I've got a few movies that some friends of mine um, have recommended for me to watch, and I'm going to go ahead and discuss um, one of them. Um, yesterday, I had a friend of mine um, named Tommy P., Tommy, what's up? And he said that he wanted to discuss a little movie called Hotel New Hampshire. And for anybody who's never seen Hotel New Hampshire, it is a treat. Yeah, that's what I'm going to call it. Uh, And I'll be discussing the things I discuss uh, normally. Um, We'll go over the criteria of what makes something a, a great a movie, a best picture nomination, and we're going to talk about it. And hopefully um, when Tommy gets freed, I will talk about it again with Tommy. So that's how this thing goes. Uh, anybody out there who is interested in me discussing uh, a lost movie, the lost movie magic that's in your heart, and that nobody talks about an old movie, a newer movie, just something that really touched you, but nobody ever talks about is welcome to email me at lost movie magic madness, excuse me, lost movie madness at gmail.com. Again, that's lost movie madness at gmail.com. And I will be delighted to watch it. And I'll be delighted to have you on. Um, my, feedback from other people and talking about movies that really touch their hearts or movies that meant something to them is really the goal of this thing. Cause I really enjoy talking about movies and I enjoy watching them no matter how bad that they get. Um, I will be discussing the acting. I will be discussing the story. I will be discussing, uh, the pacing, the cinematography and the overall entertainment value. And then I'll give it an up or down. And at the end of every episode, I will talk about something interesting, at least something I think is interesting, that I have been watching. And that'll be it. Hopefully somebody out there um, will get back to me or touch in touch with me about something that they would like to talk about. And that'd be great. So without further ado, this is Lost Movie Madness. Now, the movie as I said, that Tommy wanted to talk about was called Hotel New Hampshire. And it gets started with, uh, I will say that I have never heard of this movie. Uh, I had never seen this movie. So I, and there aren't a lot of 80s movies that I have not seen that were popular. So I was really excited to watch this thing. And I shouldn't have been be honest with you. I really shouldn't have been that excited. Uh, it's a movie and I'll, I'm, I'm going to Google all the people that are in it. And for this many people to have been in this movie and me, I've never heard of it. Says something about why nobody ever talks about it. Now, hotel New Hampshire came out in 1984 And the cast is like a cast of people who were famous or who were about to get super famous. And it was just, it is mind boggling to me that 
uh, nobody in this film's uh, cast, none of their agents said, you should make this film. This film is trouble. Now, the cast list. I'm going to go through these people. All right. Now, Jodie Foster plays a girl named Franny. Bo Bridges plays the father. And that's Jodie Foster from Sons and Lambs and Last Picture Show and Inside Man. All right. In 1984. Uh, Bo Bridges, uh, Jeff Bridges' brother. But Bo Bridges is a fantastic actor in his own right. Rob Lowe. Yeah, that Rob Lowe. Uh, the one just super handsome, really talented actor. Uh, Natasha Kinski, who I believe was in a movie called Species. I'm looking at it right now. She was in uh, <laughs> Cat People, apparently. Um, she was in a lot of movies. Uh, but Natasha Kinski, um, I think her most famous one, well, she was in Tess. 1979, um, Cracker Jack, The Ring, in 1996, she was in The Lost Son, Timeshare, American Rhapsody, Town and Country, Diary of the Sex Addict, Paradise Found, um, she was in a lot of stuff, I thought she was in Species. But apparently I was remembering that wrong. But Natasha Kinski had been in a lot of things. Um, uh, hotel, hotel, uh, the Hotel New Hampshire, I'm sure, is not one of her favorites. Because she spent most of it running around in a bear suit. And we'll touch on that soon. Wilfred Brimley, uh, Jennifer Dundas, um, Wallace Shawn. Uh, Wallace Shawn, who, for those who don't know, he was uh, Vizzini. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's how you say it. Um, he was in, um, he's been, I mean, he's been in a thousand different things. Um, he was in, yeah, he played Vanzini in, uh, what is it? I'm sorry, I, I, I'm still... Uh, I'm looking at this in the Princess Bride. The Princess Bride, Vizzini. Um, he's bald. He loses the poison's wits. Uh, Amanda Plummer is in it. Matthew Modine plays two different characters at that. Not just one. Matthew Modine plays two different characters, and the only difference is that Matthew Dean has a really bad accent. A really bad accent and a really bad mustache. And as you can see, I'm a big purveyor of good mustaches. Um, a really bad accent in the second uh, character that he plays. Uh, and it's not even like they tried very hard to make it not Matthew Modine. And Matthew Modine is as underrated as it, as it comes. Matt Modine, he was in uh, The Dark Knight Rises. And he was in one of my 80s favorites, Vision Quest, which is something that I will discuss at a later date. But Vision Quest is another just ridiculous thing that I remembered. It might be the early 90s, actually. But anyway, back to the story. So we meet this family. We meet this couple. 
and they go off to the war and their friend sells them his house and he goes back to Austria. That's uh, Vizzini. He goes back to Austria and he has hair, which is disturbing. I knew the voice, but he had hair in this thing. And I was like, what is going on? And they come back after the war and there's a bear and they have a dog named Shadow. And Shadow is a, a theme throughout this thing. Shadow farts a lot. And so the parents, inexplicably, the parents of five children, inexplicably, Blue Bridges and his wife, have him put down because they don't like him. That's it. No no other reason. They don't like the dog. The dog farts a lot. So they have him put down. So uh, Jody Foster is about 15, 16 years old. Franny is about 15, 16 years old, and she likes the the um the quarterback of the football team, and he hates her brother Rob Lowe. And they bully him mercilessly, and they bully the other brother. She has two big brothers and one baby brother and a little sister. And the one brother, not Rob Lowe, the other one is gay, and they bully him, and they end up raping Franny. That, for a fairly lighthearted film, came out of nowhere. So they buy a hotel, and everything in the hotel in this little town in New Hampshire is bolted to the ground. And I'm not doing this justice. Like These things start bing, 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 bing. And she gets raped, and the dog is put down, and her brother, because she's sad, decides to stuff the dog, the, the gay brother, decides to stuff the dog, and they stuff the dog, and the grandfather finds it on Christmas Day and drops dead from a heart attack. Bing. And if you see the trailer, the trailer is sort of lighthearted and fun. So the grandfather dies, and she's raped, and she finds a black man that came out of nowhere to rescue her while she's being raped, and the boys go to jail for some nominal amount of time, because apparently this is set in the 60s, so apparently it was quite okay to rape young girls at the time. It's ridiculous. And um, they end up, uh, she ends up, uh, really still being in love with the guy who just sexually assaulted her, it's, it's hard to understand. I don't understand what the writers were thinking. I don't understand what the actors were thinking about this material. But anyway, um, but Rob Lowe goes on some sexual journey where he starts sleeping with the waitress that works at his parents' hotel. And the waitress is obviously in her 30s and he's about 15. So it's just, it's ugly. And the dog keeps popping up and scaring people. And they get an invite from the guy who went back to Vienna to come run that hotel with them. And Seth Green is the, the youngest child. I didn't even mention that. Seth Green is in it, and he's the youngest child named Egg. And Egg and the mom stay back while they fly off to Vienna to run this hotel. And they're coming the next few days, and then they get blown up in their plane. Boom. 
family gone. So now you're only left with the three older children and the dad. It's like just a war of attrition in this thing. No, the four under children and the dad. And the youngest one decide because she cannot grow that she's going to write a book. So she writes a book. And so they go to the hotel in Vienna and it's populated by these radicals and they change the hotel and the radicals decide that they're going to hold them hostage and um, blow up the Vienna Hop Opera House. Then through some machinations, um, and Matt Mule Dean, who played the rapist quarterback, also plays this pornographer in Radical in Vienna with a really bad pencil mustache. So um, they find out, and Vizzini, there's a small bomb in a car, and they want Vizzini to drive it to the opera house where the big bomb is, and the small bomb will blow up the big bomb. And Vizzini, in a moment, is blind, blinded by the Nazis, apparently. But in a moment of genius, he has a bat that he uses as a cane, and he hits the car, and the car blows up. It kills all the radicals. And the father, Bo Bridges, catches some glass in his eyes, and he goes blind. Meanwhile, Natasha Kinski meets them in Vienna, and she had been to Sarah Lawrence, apparently, so she speaks perfect English, and she had a fling with Franny, and then after that, they get a medal, and they... <laughs> I know this is all over the place, but this is how this movie is. They get a medal, and um, Franny, the little girl Lily, becomes a famous author, and they buy another hotel in New York, like the Waldorf Astoria, I believe. And then Franny's second book doesn't do as well. And so while they're in New York, the original guy, the rapist, looks her up and they, the boys, they set up a sort of Elvira mass thing where she's, she looks like Miss Havisham from Great Expectations. She's all white and white-faced and in a in a wedding dress, and they pretend like they're gonna rape Matthew Modine, and she sends him away, and she's like, "I'm glad I got him out of my system." Which is, we're two three years down the road, and this guy raped you. It's just, I I don't know what the messaging is. So anyway, the little girl not successful, and she feels the pressure. They tell the story about this clown. This might be the most poignant part of the movie. This clown who. Uh, Nobody wandered around, so one day he threw himself out the window. And when he was dead, everybody was sad that he was gone. So they used to say, I keep walking past the window or something to that effect. And the little girl, Lily, because she's not successful, throws herself out of the window in their hotel. So they end up back where they started. And throughout all this, Rob Lowe and Jodie Foster spent a lot of time flirting with each other. And eventually, whether in Vienna, he's like, we got, we're going to have to do something about this. Now, when I say they're brother and sister, I mean they're full-blooded brothers. It's the same mother, same father. And the father apparently rep- recognizes this and tries to convince him out of it. And sometime in New York, they end up 
doing it for like 18 hours. I didn't clock the time because I was quite sickened by the even thought. I have an older sister and I love her to death, but ugh, just no, no. Anyway, um, then she ends up marrying the black guy who rescued her and he ends up. She had had a fling in Vienna with Natasha Kinski, and she had dropped her like a hot potato as she explored her sexuality, which I'm all for exploring your sexuality if that's what you want to do, because um, I'm an ally. So anybody who wants to support her sexuality, understood. Go do your thing. But she dropped Natasha Kinski pretty hard, and Natasha Kinski ends up falling for Rob Lowe in the end, and there's this sort of fantasy thing that ends the movie and everybody's still alive, and the bear that Rob Lowe shot when he was a child is alive, and they're, the Hotel New Hampshire is a fantasy. That's the story. And that took a lot longer for me to recount, but the movie's like two and a half hours. Like, I was, I, I couldn't understand. Like, it was like 190 minutes. And usually a comedy is, you know, 90 minutes tops, an hour and a half. Get in, get out, tell your jokes, boom. And I, I was just confused. And and I, I'm not easily confused. I, I really am not. I think people use that word too much. I'm confused. Like, what the hell is confusing about life? I didn't, not that much. Not that much. My confusion on this thing was, who the fuck made it? Who decided that this was going to be made? And who decided that this was an idea that needed to get out there? Now, the way it's structured, uh, it's structured like a poem. And I think that was the idea, that it was going to be poetry and that people were going to see the the needlessness of death and whatever else. Cause I, quite frankly, I hate poetry, so it's lost on me. So you have your ups and downs, and you end up in a fairy tale land and expresses your feelings or whatever. It's ridiculous. It, it it just it really is absolutely terrible, and it's all over the place. So that's the story. So next thing we're going to talk about is we're going to talk about the pacing. The pacing of the movie it isn't paced. It's it's some of the stuff, the time differences and the changes in seasons and when things are happening. There's no real idea of that. Like, one second she's being raped, next thing you know it's Christmas. Next thing you know it's New Year's. Wilford Brimley dies, and the next thing you know it's New Year's, and they're celebrating. New Year's and Christmas, they are six days apart. Your dad just died, and you're still having a band? Like, hey, these people are awful. They are awful. Cinematography. There are some good shots at the beginning of the water and being on a boat. But other than that, it's just extremely sad and lazy. There's no sort of real care on what's being done or how it's being done. The shots are static. There's no imagination. There's nothing there to recommend the cinematography for. It is just... We're going to get the shots. We're not going to frame them particularly well. We're not going to do anything about how it looks or what it looks like or anything like that. 
this is all we're going to do. We're going to make the shots and we're going to let the people do their thing. And while we're talking about people doing their thing, we will talk about the acting. The acting in this thing. I don't know what the director's recommendation was because everybody is all over the place. Rob Lowe is sad a lot of the time, but he's also happy. But Rob Lowe makes pretty much the same face, which is... That's pretty much it. That's it. The what what their motivations are, I don't know. Why their dad would keep two teenagers who are his children together, I don't know. What the motivation for them listening to people in their rooms, why that's interesting, I don't know. Why Natasha Kinski wants to be a bear. Like Natasha Kinski brings some some deeper pain, and she probably her and Jodie Foster. I mean, Jodie Foster is an amazing actress. No matter what anybody says, Jodie Foster is amazing in everything, and she brings some grit and some realness. But she's given material that doesn't make any sense. But when she's in the moment, you believe she's Franny, you believe she's hurt, you believe she's strong, you believe that she's lost. Outside of anything else, Jodie Foster brings it, and she always does. There are times where I, oh, I could get lost in Jodie Foster's eyes. Now, she is obviously a beautiful woman, and those eyes are amazing, but she puts you in that moment. And Natasha Kinski, also the same thing. Natasha Kinski, in the moments where she's in pain, you believe it. As Rob Lowe looks around and goes, yeah, uh, you don't have to be a bear anymore. Hey, Rob Lowe's giving her nothing. He is giving her absolutely nothing. But Natasha Kinski, she's bringing it. And she's not afraid to steal the scenes. And the guy the guy who plays Vizzini, and I hate to say that, but I can't remember his name right now. I'm not going to look back at my phone because it looks unprofessional. But Natasha Kinski and Vizzini, they're, they're, they're doing what they can. Eh, there's not much they can do with this. Now, uh, the last thing I'll know is entertainment value. The story to me is just so off-putting. It, it just really is that I, it's hard to be entertained. There's some funny stuff. There's some weird stuff, but mm, it's entertainment. Mm. Now, it makes me question uh, why anybody would recommend this film or would have it close to my mind. And hopefully at some point, Tommy P will come on here and we'll talk about it. And I'll get another perspective on it because I would like to know what about this film he thought was great. And, and that's not trying to judge him. That's being honest. What, what about this film? And cause there are a lot of films that as children, um, we watched and did not understand the, the bigger issues and the things that were going on in that. And, might have loved just the wackiness of the of the uh, of the bears and the dog farting and 
all that and not really paid attention to the bigger issues with the film. Now, when I think about the bigger issues of this film, there's fairly graphic scenes of sex and there's graphic scenes of violence and it's not LGBTQIA uh, friendly even though one of the main characters is gay um, it's not treated with any sort of respect it's not there isn't really it's not entertaining unless you want to watch a film that does not work because it doesn't work um, it's like the thin, thin red line in structure. They're trying to make it poetic. They're trying to make it artistic. But in the end, it just comes out as filth. Now, at the end of all my reviews and our friend reviews, uh, the question is, is would you recommend it? My answer is no. Um, unless you want to see a film that doesn't work. You want to see a film that's all over the place. You want to see a film that doesn't really make any sense and also will make your skin crawl a little bit Um, because I had to power through it. And sometimes I watch a lot of movies and I love movies. I really do. I think uh, the art form, there's always something to teach you and there's always something to learn. Story structure, pacing, editing, how people try to convey information, all of that's important. And every film has something to say about it, whether good or bad. Uh, It's like watching Plan 9 from outer space. All the things that make it bad are what makes it worth watching. So if you're a filmmaker, you can watch this and see see why things don't work and how to pare down story. Because there's so much going on in this film that was unnecessary. Could have told a very simple story. Also, stay away from incest. It's gross. I mean, if there's anything... I mean, this isn't a V.C. Andrews movie. Like, this isn't Flowers in the Attic. Like, stay stay away from that. And even Flowers in the Attic is gross. But at least they had been starved, and they're the only people they knew. These people had other options and still... Okay, that's that's it on, on that. I'm not going to talk about that anymore. So, that's my review of Hotel New Hampshire, I would say don't watch it. But as I always say, hashtag watch if you want. Don't blame us if you do. And that's it. Now, if you want to get in contact me, you want to talk about uh, any movie that you want to talk about, please email me or hit me on my Twitter at Lost Movie Madness. And uh, I am always available. So you have a movie, you want to talk about it? Great, let's talk about it. And we'll post it on YouTube, my YouTube channel, Lost Movie Madness. And if you hear this on any of your podcatchers that you want to, please leave a message. Like, share, and subscribe. Please leave a five-star review on whatever podcast you're listening to. And give a thumbs up to the video as you see it. Um, Now, to something fun that I'm watching... It's a new feature. There is a on there is a TV show um, from Britain. A lot of my stuff will be weird British stuff called Friday Night Dinner. It is just a comedy of 
farcical proportions. It is great. It's about this family, the Goodmans. They're a Jewish family. They have Friday uh, Seder dinner. And it's about the hijinks that ensue every time they have Friday dinner. And they have a neighbor named Wilson. And Wilson, uh, sorry, Jim, excuse me. The neighbor named Jim. And Jim has a dog named Wilson who he's definitely afraid of. And Jim just wants to be a part of their world. And it's about the hijinks that ensue. It's starring Simon Bird and Tamsin Althway. Tamsin Gregg. Ooh, not Tamsin Althway. That's a totally different woman. Um, and it is amazing. And the acting is funny. And the boys are juvenile. And if you get to meet Mr. Morris, Mr. Morris is maybe the one of the great comedic characters that I've seen in the last 15 years. And it is paced well. It is done. It spins out of control, like it, like a good farce does. And there is no resolution, so there are no sort of. Uh, I mean, I guess there's you know treat each other well and don't lie to each other, but there's no real moral, which is. I learned that from Seinfeld. I hate a moral on TV. So if you get a chance, check out Friday Night Dinner. Uh, I believe it's the BBC show, but you can find it on whatever streaming platform you want. But uh, I have it on Prime, and it is one of my favorite things to watch. And it's also family-friendly. There's no cursing. There's no gratuitous sex or drugs or anything like that. And I love it, and I think it's great. And that's it for me. Um, Thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. Please like, share, and subscribe. Hit me up at LostMovieMadness at gmail.com or hit me on Twitter at Lost Movie Madness. Thank you so much and you have a great day and take care of yourselves out there.